Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. I'm better than you, and you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. I'm hurt, and I'm old, and I'm tired, and I work with children. Well, ding-dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke! <laughs> Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners. Senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Brian H. Waters. My guys, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you because right before we recorded, you both dropped a bombshell on me and we need to address it. Neither of you know what ZOA is, the Rock's ne- energy drink. Never is this, heard of it. Is this true for the people? Can we confirm this? I the 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 last the last drink that the rock has that I know of is Terramana. Oh my god. Yes, obviously it's Terramana, Cal. <laughs> I don't know anything. But, I didn't know we had an energy drink. You didn't know about Zoa? Neither Brian of you. Brian Waters, you heard of Zoa? Um no. No. Oh I am a proud member of the Terramana family. See? Uh, See? Same. Know, it got me through LA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> That's true. This is baffling because Zoa came out a little after Terramana. I'm just and he, and he's. It's not like you. You both follow The Rock on Instagram, yes? Nah, no, no, 100, 100. So um, through he, none of the 
What do you mean, Wait, um, Brian H? What, what was that? What was that? Um? Uh, you don't follow The Rock on Instagram? I, I, I do. So I have a thing about, it's usually more for Twitter, where I don't follow many <sighs> celebrities because uh, people will retweet them anyway, so I'll see what they have. But I do sense. follow The Rock on both because he is The Rock. Yeah, right? he just he's, check. Rock's oh, not a celebrity. It's a ratio right thing. He's our, is, he's our celebrity. This is, this is wild to me. Wednesday Worldwide people, uh, listeners, I just need to know, am, am I in the minority here? I, I feel, I'm feeling weird now. Only 33% of the show has heard of ZOA. No, because I'm scrolling through his Instagram and, I, and there was like one random video. I guess it was like a, uh, some, some game day treats and there's like three or four cans of ZOA, but I'd never heard of it before. I, did, I, I didn't know. I, did, I don't know if it's available in my area. I'll, I'll have to look out next time I'm out in the world to see if it's even available around me. Terramana is not that. I, I could get Terramana right now. We can stop the show. I'll go get Terramana right I can take a quick walk. Wow. That, that, that's Wednesday Worldwide after dark. <laughs> <laughs> those, those have, that's coming. But I, I literally drink a ZOA every morning. Mm. <laughs> this is, I'm li- li- right now. <laughs> I, I don't know nothing about I'm gonna it. I'm going to check it out. I recently tried. It wasn't ZOA, though. It was another energy drink because they didn't have a C4 before workout. But I don't remember the name of it. But yeah, I'm okay. a, I'm a, now I'm on a hunt. Wait, um, so did you find it, Prime? I saw the film Prime. Damn. <laughs> it's probably hard to find. Like I said, the guy the guy in my spot, he right. was like, yeah, nah, you got to call in to get it. If you don't call in, you're not going to get it. It's hot in the streets. Is Logan Paul's drink part-time like he is and he's benefiting? Because you know he said that, right? That That's he's true. a part-time wrestler and he's benefiting off of everybody else. He appreciated, but he ain't going to lie. He's still benefiting. Right. I mean, if he hops in, gets a quick bag, and then goes to retreat a little bit, I mean, sound like Roman Reigns too, you know. And that's not a shot. I'm just saying, you know, it's 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 more like he could be doing way worse. What would you rather do? Get a do work, get a big bag, and then take a couple of months off. Or there's some people that would say, "Hey, I'll do that, and you'll see me in 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 September or whatever." You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I, would, I like I would coming to, to work. I, That's true. I actually I can't stop too. working, but I I can appreciate the people who say, "Look, I'm I, I'm great at what I do. You can see me do that for a limited amount of time, and then I'm gonna be out on my campaign chilling for a bit. Can't be mad at it. Well, well I ain't we're, mad at it, but I'm just saying we we tend to like what we do here. No, no we do. What are we doing? We're talking about wrestling every week. This is 100. <laughs> That's part the of dream. The yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you all know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let them fly. First up, one member of the WWE roster thought CM Punk's Raw visit was a publicity stunt. What what does that mean? They, they, do, are, are they saying it like they thought it was uh, akin to DX trying to storm a WCW show, or or like like do they think this was pay, paid for by the good folks over at Warner Brothers Discovery? It seemed to be that they thought it was him hyping up his return to AEW. I can and see it, that. By the way, if that's it, it's working. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. This was all over the, the dirt sheets. The biggest. 
and then it's not shouts out to Phil Schneider. It's not because not just because I had edited his piece that went up last Friday and literally how hot the, the CM Punk story is. We dropped the piece an hour later. There was like new news that went right along with it. Like it, it was just interesting to see. But that was a story of all week, all last week. Of course, Punk showing up at Raw is going to be you know, that was all people wanted to talk about. It was only days later that I'm, I'm hearing all this stuff about uh, Vince McMahon changing the show. All I've heard was who did Punk talk to? You know, who let him in the door? You know, how, how long was he really there? What, how, how long were the conversations like that's been the, my timeline all, all the last two, three days? Brian H. Waters, uh, what, what were your thoughts when you saw Phil backstage at Raw in Chicago? All right. So I have to preface this with a uh, DM I got from a good listener of the Ring of Wrestling family. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Trevor Wrights. Oh, he said, Trevor. and and that's Wrights, you know, writing and then Addy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Trevor. I've seen Nat- Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, bro, can you tell Shoemaker to chill with all the punk stuff? I'm getting burnt out. <laughs> hey, and I'm in the midst of publishing. <laughs> The latest episode. The latest episode, yeah. And this is with mm-hmm. Phil and Kaz. And I'm like, all right, cool. But like, bro, he, he's trending, right? As soon as that happens, <laughs> I kid you not, a few minutes later, all of a sudden, this news breaks. And I'm like, <laughs> and he goes, ah, oh, man, I give up. <laughs> we just can't avoid it. I'm like, <laughs> there's not so, much uh, you can do. It's not much yeah. you can do. So, Trevor, thanks for still listening to us. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Trevor. Appreciate you. Yeah, but, you know, I I can see it being a publicity stunt. You know, um, everybody was saying, oh, he has to go home. You know, you heard about the meeting with Triple H. You heard that him and Miz kind of squashed things, which I didn't realize they had beef. Um, Totally forgot about that. Yeah, even Cass said on the timeline that, now he wants Miz and CM Punk forget like <laughs> CM Punk and the other person he had in the mind. Um, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Mm. But I'm I'm like, now that they said publicity stunt, I mean, kind of genius. It, it, you know, you, you're not going to do an invasion, but if you show up, I mean, how many times has WWE been in Chicago since CM Punk has been gone from the company? No, how many right. times have they... They've been in Chicago since CM Punk was with Fox for backstage. Right. And then right. they've been in Chicago numerous of the times since he's been with AEW. So what better way? He's not there to cause trouble, but maybe, no. you know, get people talking about him and then boom, his return happens. So I could definitely see that. Uh, either way, I mean, it's cool. Good way to trend. The wrestling business is healthy. You know, people, they all friends anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Vince McMahon, what people didn't realize when they said he sent word from to go home, Vince did, said, look, we're not dealing with this because Tony Khan will be quick to pull the lawyer fingers. So yep. let's get him out of here just so that we're safe. I mean, in some weird way, Cal, you touched on this a little bit. Punk did do Vince a favor and kind of WWE because all these stories came out about Raw and it was, you know, rewrites this, that, and the third, right? They, they took out that women's match, replaced it, uh, uh, you know, allegedly with that, uh, that, that Street Profits match. The tag match, yeah. Yeah, and then this is all that anyone's talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And Punk, Punk wasn't hiding. He, he, th- there's video of this dude in the parking lot <laughs> in the parking talking lot. to Tamina, right? <laughs> you know, usually... You know, like that, that Ricky Starks video came out when he came to uh, when he came with 
uh, Cody to the Rumble, right? To the Rumble, th- yeah. Th- that was backstage footage. That had to get leaked. Punk was out there. Didn't <laughs> wasn't in disguise. <laughs> that was somebody nothing. with a phone looking at right. him. Yeah, he might he might as well have been waving and posing for pictures. So exactly. I mean, if it is a publicity stunt, and you know, I wouldn't put Pat put it past Punk at this point. It's it's kind of genius, and 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 look like everything that's come out right. You know the conversation with Triple H. It, it it's just a conversation about Punk that is now it's now dominating our timelines, whether we like it or not, right? right and right. it's uh, man, as much as Punk has annoyed me the last couple of months, I mean, the dude just gets it. The dude well, is he, constantly working. He's gotten again. I I when I was going was, again, shouts out to Phil. The the piece that he wrote about CM Punk's potential return to AEW. It's this isn't new, you know. The mm-hmm. the first summer of Punk and ROH, it was oh Punk Punk's winning Punk wins the ROH title when he's supposed to be going up north and leaving all the indie stuff behind and spending that summer just being a nasty heel and using all of that in people's faces. The next summer of Punk and WWE was the pipe bomb. It was yep. him put putting the WWE title in the fridge. Like he's he's done this before. Now he can do it in AEW a year after all of the the the, the fallout from the scrum and and whatever actual blows came to and all the comments he had about Colt Cabana, who is still over there somewhere. I don't know if he's more <laughs> yeah. AEW than ROH. Like I I while I was editing that piece, I'm, I'm, I'm putting everything together, you know, like a beautiful mind. You see all the matches and the promos (laughs) and they're they're all, you know, falling in front of my eyes. And I'm like, yeah, I, if punk punk sounds like if he's returning, it sounds like he's got a great bunch of line teetering, you know, real verse kayfabe stuff that he can work into his promos and work into these programs. And this may be it. I don't know how much more CM Punk we're getting. So, what other time is he going to be? It's the perfect storm of a week long controversy question in his future. A W or WWE, sorry, just happens to be in Chicago, not far from his house from what I read. Yeah. Let me take a quick trip down there. Throw a little, you know, shine over there. Oh, I got to go. See you later. I mean, the dirt sheets already had it picked up and it was, this is the first time where like people you, you, like the chatter in, 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 in the back, like in my DMs, it's like, I don't know anything. I don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what's going on. I'm, I'm reading everything like you're reading, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think punk's going to have an opportunity again to do what he's doing right now. So he's going to, he's going to go, he's going to go do it. He's, he's, he, I don't know if it's an ultimate opportunist, but it damn sure was the right thing for him to do in his situation right now. Brian H is what are what are you putting the odds at that he uses this in a promo when he does return to AEW? He's going to throw say something like, you know, make a reference to being escorted out of the building. He's going to say right. he talked to Paul. <laughs> you know, you know, the big guy asked me to leave. Just you know, little little jabs like that. What are the odds on that? A thousand percent, man. A thousand percent. Because it, it it also gives him kind of clout that he can do that. Right. That nobody else right. on that roster could. That well, I ain't gonna say nobody else on the roster, but you know, like none of the elite would have been able to do what he did. Sure, they right. got friends over there, but they not, not like walking that, in there though. talking to Triple H while they're still signed with AEW. Come He's on, he's got now. juice. CM Punk's yeah. got. He he may be one of the. Is he the most clouded professional wrestler right now? Who's got more clout than him that can do something like that? 
That's a it's a great point. I, I just want to see the footage of him him and Triple H just kind of walking in the same direction and then them making eye contact because <laughs> so, <laughs> that would be that would be a documentary in of itself. There had remember in uh in uh wrestling with shadows like those very far away camera shots of like two people yeah. talking. Somebody yeah. some somebody has a really grainy, really zoomed in photo with the two of them and they were like behind right. a, behind a production box or something. Cause that that's a moment. That for twenty twenty three pro wrestling, that's a moment right there. Right. That's oh man. Yeah. I mean again we, we saw a lot of crossover at Wale Mania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with, with these brands coming together. This this would have just destroyed the internet. It would have right. melted down Twitter for sure. Next up on High Spot Headlines, WWE is potentially looking at brand exclusive monthly PLEs. Brian H. Waters, are you ready for raw specific PLEs and SmackDown specific PLEs? I'm down for it. And here is why. I look at this as an opportunity to showcase more of the roster, but also have long-term storytelling. When you look at people like a Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, right? If you split those tag titles, they get an opportunity to be in a story and kind of build up a little bit. You also have people like the LWO. You can have, you can see more of them. I've been waiting for Zia Lee to cook, right? Mm. Yep. And I yep. think now is an opportunity. We're post-WrestleMania. So I think this is an opportunity to get her cooking. So it's a lot of the mid-carters that would ordinarily get lost in the shuffle because you have to have so many amount of Raw, so many amount of SmackDown. But giving them their own PLEs, you could take the time to build it over the course of like two or three months yeah. and then have the ultimate payoff matches. Yeah, it's funny because we we, you go through those long. I don't remember the last time they've had brand specific pay per views. It feels like it's been a couple a couple (laughs) of eras ago at this point. Uh, But the one thing that I do remember, especially from the Smack, I watched a lot more SmackDown during those time frames, and Mm -hmm. uh, those stories still stand out. You know, being able to. Because you, you got to realize it's not even if they had pay-per-views month to month, that just means you've got a good, strong three or four pay-per-views to to build this story around, which means these people can do more week to week on TV. Uh, the, the Obviously, the, the question is, is the creative ready for, you know, more intricate stories like, you know, because the bloodline is the bloodline, but the bloodline was able to work across shows and stuff like that. Can they devote? even a fraction of that type of, of world building to some of these smaller storylines. Cause that's what you're really going to need. People are going to have to be able to go show to show and follow that journey. I mean, I, I'm in just from the standpoint of, so I watch a lot of up, up, down, down, as you guys know, big, big fan of everything that Woods slash Austin Creed is doing over there. Shasta and Austin Creed. him, him and Tyler Breeze have this show. It's, it's battle of the brands. It's, it's them playing, WWE 2K and they do GM mode, right? So, right. you know, they're each GMs of one show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the last season, uh, Woods was GM of SmackDown, Breeze was GM of Raw. And they would basically do it uh, in this way in, with a hard brand split, right? So, you know, Breeze would book every Raw and then there would be Raw specific pay per views. Like you would get to one where it was just Raw specific. And then when you get to the big four shows, uh, you know, Mania, SummerSlam, 
Survivor Series and Rumble, then things would come together. And I mean, look, again, it's been a couple of years since the, the hard brain split. I just remember, you know, when they would come together for these four big shows, the big four shows, it just felt a little extra. You know what I mean? It, it just seemed like an extra thing that you had to pay attention to. And it just felt right. like a bigger deal. <laughs> and, you know, the flip side of that is, you know, these brand exclusive monthly PLEs, you know, they they might be hit or miss because to your guys' point, you know, is the creative team ready for that to, to build hyper-specific stories for their shows? Right. But I think I think we got to try it because if we're going to have another world champion anyway, I mean, yeah. th- you're going to have to do that with with whoever that top you know champion is so it's necessary why, yeah why not just do it for for the rest of the show and make these you know this is how you build up essentially the the mid card or the upper mid card as brian was saying so i think the the benefits outweigh the the negatives and I, i'm 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 all about it. i'm just about mixing it up because i mean look the bloodline carried this this company for like the past year and change thank you but it was it was across both shows and right. you know I think the mid card suffered a little bit. Um, and this is a way to kind of rebuild that and, and make things feel, you know, at least a little bit more important. Um, I, wasn't so. even th- I, I wasn't even thinking about a brand split when they announced the other title, but that makes a lot of sense because you're it, it's it's for the people that are already moaning about how often you, you, you don't see Roman Reigns. If he mm-hmm. that's one thing Triple H said. Roman gets drafted to one show. He's taking those titles to one show that week. If Raw's the paper, if Raw's the pay per view for that month, you're definitely not getting a Roman Reigns anywhere near that build up. So yeah, you're gonna have to uh, uh, establish something else. That'll be interesting though, because like the months where it's a Raw exclusive and not a SmackDown exclusive, what do you do with SmackDown that that week? Like like because that's that's not a go home show. Well, if you remember, what that used to kind of serve as the the sort of PLE-ish mm. show. Right. So you would get like, say, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the championship on SmackDown mm-hmm. or, you know, the Intercontinental Championship. Like in this case, it might be a Gunther versus Xavier Woods as the main event and you build in towards it. So that's how they handled it then and I think that's how they would do it now. That makes sense. It's kind of like, it's kind of what, you know, NXT does. Now, right. 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 Like I was going to say, yeah. Was last night, and that in effect is sort of a PLE, or at least you know a, mm-hmm. uh, an important episode of NXT. So th- there, there is framework for this to actually happen. Yeah, and, and and the I think I was going to say the I'm sorry to cut you off, but the framework no, no, I no, think is it's better now than it would have been back then because of because sure. NXT, yeah. NXT was been doing this you know deep into the pandemic of uh, the, the Great American Bashes and the Halloween Havocs and stuff like that. So yeah, that's actually a really great point. And that's probably a great way to nostalgia. <laughs> if y'all love that nostalgia, pull some of them old pay per view names and you know maybe you have some SmackDown exclusive PLE nights. You know I don't know that right. that, that that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Right. And, you know, as an aside, too, with this brand split, I'm a little bit of a sucker for what is this guy doing or girl doing on this show? They're not supposed to be on this show. You know, Cole or, uh, you know, Graves kind of, you know, saying that stuff. So a little little invasion-y, which which I'm I'm looking forward to. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Shane McMahon (laughs) is back training with Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry after his injury. Uh, Cal, you saw these pictures. <laughs> what was your first thought when you saw Shane braced up, just just working that upper body? I mean, is, is he is he doing this 
just to like get strength back. Like he's not he's not preparing to to make another run in the ring. Is he? No pun intended. Oh, certainly hope not. I, 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 I recently resaw the video of that and that that looked painful just like immediately both it was almost worse than his father's his father i believe he was going into the ring and, and he messed up shane was he just like broke down in the middle of the wrestlemania 39 ring that was it's i, I couldn't admit, i guess he wants to redeem it but i couldn't be me i'm going i'm you're not seeing my face in public <laughs> for a bit after that more power to him but again i i really hope this is just like building strength to get in the shape to be walking around the house or whatever he does when he's not trying to, you know, be in the WWE, but keep it over there, please. (laughs) Brian, is Shane going to be back in the ring? Is this, is this a return? Is this like a triple H when he tore his quad? Here comes the money. Absolutely. He's a McMahon and they don't like to be defeated by anything. True. So the same way Undertaker did not like the way his final match was, that's that old school cough. Like, no, you gotta mm. go out right, you gotta go out on your terms. And the way Shane McMahon, the way, you know, all of us, what was it, eighty thousand strong was cheering for him mm-hmm. and that shocked him. He's gonna go back out there because he wants to, you know, get that pop again. He wants to give the people that moment again and he wants to finish right. He's got one more, at least one more coast to coast in him. I do. I, I think I would. I'd like to see at least one more coast to coast. Just one. Well, you, and then we can call it. You think he ha- he couldn't run in the ring and you think he's got one more jumping <laughs> off of the drop top rope across the ring in the, into a, a trash can and somebody else? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I, I don't know much about how quads are torn as much as like <sighs> I've worked in what the ortho team at Johns Hopkins Medicine. But I will say this, that I feel like that was more of a freak accident and Uh-oh. not a lack of preparation. I think it was just like, you know, it just happened. So because of that, I think he'll go back out there. And sure, if we want, we can get some experts on here to talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's probably a good idea. Just because, again, you know me, I'm I'm just trying to use logic and be realistic. And I... I, I I just saw the video. His body said no, no run today, and he just laid down. And, and that, it looked like it was in pain. It was painful. He's gonna get on. Cow, you and I wouldn't try it. I, not, That's a big man. You got a point. No, you're right. That is a big man. You got a point there. But man, I mean, look, <laughs> a coast to coast. We're talking coast about to coast a coast to coast, and then a, like I want to see it. I'm, I'm with you on that side, Brian. I'm concerned because, look, a leapfrog is one of the most... It's just a ba- very basic wrestling move, right? It, it's what you do when you're training. And and it, it's very it's a very rehearsed thing. Man, if... And, and look, I don't think it was a lack of preparation. I just think he's 53 and his body said, I'm good. I'm good <sighs> off of this extremely high jump. So, I didn't realize he was look, 53. Dog. Yeah, I just... I had to look it up. 53... <laughs> And look, I, I'm not here to age shame anyone at all. I just think there are certain things that our body says we cannot do after a certain age. I'm right? closer all, to 53 than I was 23. And, and I know right now I'm not running the ropes and because and, I would probably tear my quads. I, I, right. I, man, I, I'm just imagining doing a leapfrog right now. 
it, it's it's early in the morning over here on the West Coast, and I'm Ooh. in pain just thinking about it. So, uh, that being said, I, I do think this was a very this was a very punk move in that he uh, he's training <laughs> with Derrick Henry, right? So it's like, oh, he's he's training with an NFL star. What, what does this mean? <laughs> so you, you you end up half talking about Derrick Henry. And you know his his contract situation with the Titans, and are they going to trade him and all this right, stuff? Right. More so than the Shane McMahon of it all. So it's it was a good move. Stoke the fires Shane. over there. I mean, hey, it, it, Shane McMahon may not be as clouded as CM Punk is, but you know, you can put a little shine on some people. It's a, the, again, I I don't I don't follow the Tennessee Titans like that. So uh, good job, Mister Henry, on your uh, on getting clouded. I did see, I did see uh, Derrick Henry. Backstage at SummerSlam uh, when it was in Nashville, uh-huh. it's, a bi- it's, a, it's a big dude. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's. I mean, football players just aren't. You know, they're not tall, big, but they're just they're wide. So I'm having. I mean, bad flashbacks of the 2019 playoffs. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Damn it. <laughs> my bad. Sorry, sorry. He ran over Earl Thomas. <laughs> calm, calm, calm down, Brian. Calm he's down, Brian. he's a big, big dude. <laughs> what? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because, well, you're already subscribed to our wonderful Ringer Wrestling feed. But the three of us get to do something I'm sure you all wished you could do from time to time while you're listening, and that's respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, or Dip. And for today's edition of They Said What, we're going with something from Cheap Heat. Brian H. Waters, play the clip. I don't like that they call it universal and world. What does that even mean? I don't, I don't like that whole... I, I've never liked it. It doesn't make sense. There should, if there's a brand split... And there's a bunch of Raw wrestlers and a bunch of SmackDown wrestlers. There should be a Raw champion and SmackDown champion. I agree, but it's it's the editor in me, right? Like mm-hmm. I when 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 I'm watching Raw and I see Triple H and he's talking about this belt and he mentions heavyweight championship and I'm like, wait, is it the World Heavyweight Championship? Because he didn't they didn't like officially say. I had to go online. And see, I think there was one WWE image on Instagram that specifically said World Heavyweight Championship. I, cause I, again, that's just for my, that's my editor brain to make sure I know that I'm putting the right thing when Phil and Nick and, 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 and everybody's putting the pieces up on ringer.com. But I, I don't know if I would go Raw Champion and SmackDown Champion. I'm always like, I, I'm not always happy with like how it is with the women's cause it, it feels kind of like a throwback, but, I it, it, it like if there, if Roman is the champion of the universe and of the WWE, what jurisdiction does the world heavyweight champion hold? If someone mm. already has, has taken over the company, the, the the industry that you work, the company that you work in, as well as the universe that everybody lives on. <laughs> Is, wow. are the, is that a lesser champion than Roman? That's a good point. I mean, I think my issue with them shifting to the Raw, if you know, 
to a Raw champion or, or a SmackDown champion. And this has been kind of my issue with the way that they've framed it with the women is that I don't know if it just the wording of it in itself it doesn't feel as important, right? Like, right. oh, you're the, you're just a champion of this specific show, right? right? Though the verbiage has some weight, right? World champion, boom. Obviously, you know there are other <laughs> other companies out there, other wrestling companies that kind of have the same thing. So, you know, I could see the flip side of that argument being like, isn't the world, you know, the the term world champion a little bit watered down? Blah blah blah. Mm. But I, again, it being a raw. And SmackDown specific championship. I don't know. Like when you look at Roman, his run is legendary because of I think in part due to the fact that he's been you know the universal what is it universal heavyweight champion, right? And the, it, it, the, it just uh, the, the undisputed WWE undisputed, universal right? yeah. champion. Yeah, I think that's throw, the official throw, term. Throw that adjective in there oh. too. So <laughs> you know it's. It just carries weight. And if, if Roman this whole time was just the, oh, he's the Raw and SmackDown champion or the, the unified Raw and SmackDown champion, right. I don't know. It, 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 I, that, right. that doesn't do anything for me. And it, that, that's been my issue with how they frame the women's titles in general, mm-hmm. right? Because they've almost, I don't know if degraded it or like made it feel a little bit less. But they're, you know, Bianca Belair is the world champion. Right, she's right. she's a women's world champion. Rhea Ripley is a women's world champion. So I don't know why, you know. And obviously, it's an upgrade from what it used to be before, right? The Divas Championship or whatever they used to call it. But I don't know. I think I think the wording does matter. And in this case, you know, when the, when they inevitably they do this this split, it it will feel a little bit more important to not not just have it be, you know, the Raw the TV show champion or you know this TV show champion. Right. What? So, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. So, listen to everything. Like, one, I don't like the idea of a raw champ, like the word raw or SmackDown, like Dip was saying, because to me, that just cheapens everything. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of the WWE Championship versus the World Championship because to me, yeah. it felt equal, even though you could make the argument of whoever's on Raw was the top guy or, you know, whichever one at that time, like with Triple H or Brock Lesnar, whomever. I like, I don't think I really care for the way it was introduced, right? The mm-hmm. fact is that, okay, Roman Reigns has gone through everybody. Sure. You know, that part could have honestly been left out and I would have been fine. I said, okay, you it know what? It felt very shoddy at Roman. There were a couple of moments that it felt like yeah. they were specifically mentioned in Roman for whatever reason. Yeah, and I think I would have been fine with that. You know what? We're just going to make Roman exclusive to one show. Because that's what happened with Lesnar back in mm-hmm. 2002. Because the drafted. champion would bounce back and mm-hmm. forth. And they said, you know, after he won, Steph- Stephanie McMahon signed up, signed him up for an exclusive SmackDown deal. So if they said, all right, he's exclusive to whomever drafts him, and then we'll crown a new world heavyweight champion, I was oh. I would be fine with that. Because I know, like, you, in a sense, from a business standpoint, it makes sense to have two world titles because you do have a big roster. But I think you could have kept it big. Now, the, a lot of the discord I've been hearing is that whoever wins it should be somebody that hasn't lost to Roman in this run, which out of two top guys, it's only two people. For, as far as I'm concerned, that's Seth Rollins or Bobby Lashley, mm, who yep. I'm fine with, you know, yep. uh, I, I would be totally fine with that. And, um, but I think that 
if you go this route too, I would definitely love to see them both uh, brands split. And I'm even going as far as to say, and it just hit me, like, what if they even did it where night one of WrestleMania is SmackDown, night two is Raw. You could do that. Yeah. You know, and that way you really keep a brand split. And that's mm-hmm. the way I think you can make it feel that it's somewhat equal, you know, because like even if you look at like AEW, right? AEW's championship in our eyes as a wrestling fans, casual wrestling fans, supposed to feel it's equal to the WWE title. It doesn't, but it doesn't. in 98, Goldberg being the world champion felt equal to Stone Cold being the world champion. Right. And yeah, that's right, what yeah. I need from Raw and SmackDown. I need them to feel equal. Well, I it's 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 one it, the thing with the Raw and the SmackDown is it's kind of it's a it's a I I don't want to get too big brain about stuff, but it's it's a byproduct of what WWE's been doing. For a while, they've been emphasizing the WWE as the brand and not necessarily uh, the, the the Roman Reigns and everything. Mm. It, 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 some people become stars, and some people it's hard to to deny their their star power. But they've been emphasizing WWE. So in turn, instead of Raw feeling like a separate brand under WWE, which it is, it feels like like Ben said earlier. It feels like a TV show. It feels like one of the shows that they produce. It's hard to to give someone a title and say, hey you're the champion of the TV show. You you need the brands to feel like their brands for the being the WWE Raw champion to really feel as important as some of the titles that uh, uh Brian H Waters is sitting by or sitting in front of. But uh it's it's and I'm not saying I'm not saying that the women's titles are are devalued at all, but I I wonder if a couple things could be happening. Maybe, maybe Triple H is trying to redesign the whole thing. Maybe his idea is a brand split and you, you make each brand as powerful for a situation like in Philly, where you see, you know, WrestleMania 40 Raw, WrestleMania 40 SmackDown. They own those nights. Or you can build the brands up and then it's a brand versus brand. And I mean, again, we, not too long ago, people were talking about a uh, Roman Reigns and Seth in Philly. You talk about Seth being a, a, a new world heavyweight champion, him and Roman can unify the titles. I don't know. There's a lot that you can do if, if you can, you know, build these, these things up and maybe again, in, in the conversations we've been having today, it, I don't know if triple H is going in that lane, but it feels like a proper separation, a proper, uh, uh, reevaluation of what the titles are and which ones make more make more sense than others. I don't know. I, it, that could be where we're heading right now. What do we think about the design of the new belt? By the way, Brian H, I, you you got you you sit in front of a throne of titles every week. I want to get your thoughts first. What do you think? <laughs> when I first saw it, I said, "Ugh." <laughs> um, that was the text. It, that was literally the text that he sent to the group chat. It was just exactly what happened. Three E's and four W's. <laughs> I take the time to look over it. And then I saw a video. So first of all, like when I went to WWE.com, I saw it $4.99. I'm not getting it right now. And I was like, uh, but I don't like the way when they put titles on there because the way the photography is, it's shot flat. So you don't really get a good look. So like, for yeah. instance, like the dual plated titles, right? I don't like right. the way they look there, but you see them in person. They're gorgeous. Look so great. I saw some videos and I said, okay, this looks good. Personally, don't really care for the logo being in front and center, but mm-hmm. I understand it from a marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm. So the design, um, you know, it really puts me 
in favor. Everybody keeps saying the current WWE championship and the big gold had a baby. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah. thinking more. It takes me back to big gold and the undisputed championship mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. logo network championship in, in center. So right. overall it's growing on me. I'm starting to like it more and more. I, you know, I want to see how it looks. It's all going to depend on who and how they wear it, right? Like the current Intercontinental Championship, because I love the Reggie Parks edition so much, mm-hmm. I didn't like it at first. But then I think yeah. once um, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles wore it, it started to grow on me. Right. And I think like if I see this belt on Seth Rollins or Bobby Lashley, it'll probably hit. And I think I'll like it more. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't hit for me to say. I, it's cool. And I, I know I'm going to see a lot of people rocking it, but uh, you mentioned uh, it feels very like early 2000s, mid 2000s ish for me. I mean, it's I don't it's not my style about the, the newer belts are cool, but they're not even mm. like I I'm I'm a I'm a old school. Give, give me the big gold belt. Give me the 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 world's heavyweight championship, the the old NWA title. Um, I, I love that type of stuff. And of course, the the the, the winged eagle, winged eagle. Like, come on. Oh, man, I've. I need some belts. That, that, that <laughs> partially why I was hoping Cody would win at Mania was so he'd bring back the winged eagle. Wow. Uh, I just I just had this this dream of that happening. I, he I would have it all eagle. like red, white, and blue though, right? Well, hopefully not. That would be. <laughs> I feel like it would be like a, 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 a what is it? Nightmare Factory edition. It'd be all like I don't. It would look like his trunks. Or if he just made it, you know, just a white. I'm a sucker for like white belts, like the white Intercontinental Championship. I love that. Might be my favorite. That's a title great look. That's a great in the history mm. of professional wrestling. So it, it uh, I think I saw a rendering of it. If he, if he were to bring it back, the white version, and uh, it looked great. As long as it's not American flagged out, like yeah. <laughs> the, just you, you know, just it, white straps. You know, you're definitely I, getting an American flag version if he wins that. Warrior title had a white winged eagle. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a couple because he also had it was like a like a pale like a Easter like pale blue pastel yep. blue. Co- he had a couple of very light colored one belts as well that were dope. Um, I I I saw shouts out to the folks who I saw already putting the money down five hundred dollars for the replica version of this. Mm-hmm. No, oh. I kept my I keep my money. So what oh. I do is I have a, a price limit, mm-hmm. and once the belt reaches that, that's when I get it. So like I'll be real, like mine's is two ninety nine. Of course. Uh maybe three forty nine depending on the belt. But like uh-huh. when the US title dropped to like it was like two eighty seven, I hurry uh-huh. up and got it. So yeah. I, yeah, I usually yeah. wait to the sale because you know sense. it's it's gonna be a while. So I, I don't need the championship right now. But I right. do wonder this when the Baltimore Ravens win the Super Bowl, <laughs> are they gonna get sent Roman's belt or the new belt? Because my thing is, if you're going to be sending them the current WWE championship, you don't necessarily need the globe that big with the WWE logo in the middle. Like, let that one be for us, right? Let that be for the wrestling fans. Yeah. And then, you know, but then I also thought about, well, what if, say, you know, um, a wrestling fan, let's just say George Kittle goes and buys the belt after the 49ers win and he takes it on the parade, they're going to want their logo out there. Right. You yeah. know? So I get it. But I, I do wonder which belt will they be sending for champions now? It's good. I, I mean, I'm a, 
it's got to be point. one of the, the big, I mean, the WWE title, it's just like just such a gigantic WWE yeah. logo. It feels like it, that walking down the street, you'll see that thing coming a mile away. And I love that belt. Like, I know yeah. a lot yeah. of people aren't fans of it. It's, it's just a big, no, I I love it. Like, I like that belt. It's probably my second favorite of their world titles to mm. see the winged eagle and the big eagle are tied for number one. I, mm-hmm. I can't choose between the two yeah, because sure. one is nostalgia for being a uh, teenager and one is a nostalgia for being a child. So right. they're one and one and two, two, one and one a, mm-hmm. but the, the one currently and the one that Daniel Bryan wore for the yes movement. Those mm-hmm. are like my favorites. Yeah. Well, we've uh, the, the the cost of these belts, for the replica joints are ridiculous. So we're gonna go take a quick break and start a GoFundMe real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back after this break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. And we are back. So the actual WWE draft starts this Friday, April 28th. In uh, in a way to celebrate it, last week, the Ringer Wrestling Show crew did our own draft, our own WWE draft, each show took ownership of, of a roster of 10 superstars. So yeah, there was obviously our show, Wednesday Worldwide, The Masked Man Show, and Cheap Heat. And we were tasked with drafting 10 superstars each. And we did this in, in snake fashion, a snake draft fashion, I should say, 
which I got to address. For for a while, there was a lot of confusion about what a snake draft was, and I I was confused by the confusion because we all work at the ringer. You know what I mean? I just, I just thought a snake draft was just common verbiage that we all knew, but there was so much. I was looking back at the at the group text, and there were so many questions of. Wait, why? Why are we going back to back, or do right. we have to go back to back now? So a lot of explanation. In any case, we uh, we, we did a, a number randomizer for who, who would get the first pick. Somehow we did. Uh, I, I recorded it for full transparency. I, you know, did I game it? Did I frozen? You know, David Stern froze an envelope. It. I'll never say, but I didn't. Uh, but we ended up with the first pick. So Brian H. Waters. Please do us the honors of reading Wednesday Worldwide's full WWE draft roster. Well, I have to say, with the first pick, we made the best decision because that's what we do. And that is we selected, y'all should already know, but in case you don't, in case you haven't been listening to the show, just stand up, put your fingers up, put your ones up, because if y'all don't know, y'all the twos and we the ones, we selected Roman Reigns. Then we selected the hard-hitting Gunther. And then, of course, you know, we decided we wanted to go young. We see the light. We see what's happening. We watched the Elimination Chamber, and we paid close attention. Therefore, we selected Montez Ford. That's right. Yes, we did. And then we picked, in my opinion, the best women's wrestler on the WWE roster, and that's Bailey. Wow. Talk about <laughs> then it. We, then we selected one of the hottest acts in the past six months. And that is Sami Zayn. Yes. And y'all may say he's not ready, but he's been showing everybody these past few weeks that he's ready. We pick the one and only, the enforcer of the bloodline, Sola Sokoa. And then followed up with, you know, Jersey's own. Jersey. Liv Morgan. Now, we've been paying attention to wrestling. We've been watching this thing for a while. And we have hopes that this guy is on his way to a turnaround. And that is the one and only Finn Balor. And then we said one thing we know. We are ready for Asuka. And then to finalize the draft with our last selection, we pick one of the hottest acts from NXT, Grayson Waller. Wow. Wow. That's a great, wow. great squad right there. I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. hold you. Brian reading that out, by the way, just got me jacked. That was, <laughs> no, I, looking at it again, I'm like, wow, we really did a really great job. Uh, it was <laughs> really solid top to bottom. Cal, which one of these was your favorite pick? Maybe Roman, not, maybe not outside or outside of Roman because he <laughs> was the first Roman pick. Reigns. Where, um, where were you like, oh, we got some value here. What was our best value pick for you? I mean, I, I love the Gunther. I really love... The Montez Ford pick, um, primarily because of again how I've been looking at Montez over the last couple of months. It's hard to say if uh, if WWE is ready for it again. They were just teaming up on on Raw this past Monday night, but uh, he's felt like one of those guys that every six months or so, it's like there's something else where you see, oh yeah, this guy he's he's ready, he's ready. If they broke him off and made him a solo right now, he's ready. So I, I love that pick. And no, 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 no pun intended, but the solo Sokoa as well. I was surprised that we were able to snag him. It, it's actually, it's, it's funny looking at everybody else's rosters and seeing how people had to readjust after uh, we made the right first decision. 
<laughs> Most we, you know, in full transparency, part of that I'm sure for you guys was just making sure he didn't go to stat guy Greg because Greg, sorry, Greg lost his mind. I'm sorry, Greg, <laughs> Greg would have been in celebratory mode. But, sorry, Greg. I mean. Brian, which was your favorite pick? Where do you think we got the most value? Because I, I agree with Cal, you know, Tez and, and Solo. We got Tez respectively at seven because, again, of the snake draft. We got mm. Solo at 18. Yeah, it's, it's rough, Come right? Come on. So, Brian, are those the same value picks for you or did you have someone else in mind? So, yeah, those two. But I'm going to go with Oscar, right? Because mm. oh, I yeah. see a shift coming and... With the shift coming and the fact that she's not like going for that rematch with Bianca Belair, I think she gets a string of wins to establish that heel dominance and then she goes and wins the title. So I like the Oscar pick. And then also Grayson Waller. Sure, he came up short to Melo Hayes, but I think he's going to get right back on the train. We know Melo's going to challenge. He put out a challenge for... um, Brian. Braun Breaker yeah. because he didn't want, you know, he didn't like what went down. So I think Grayson Waller, even if he goes after the the um, North American Championship, but I think, or he could be somebody that gets pushed to the main roster and I think they'll have something for him. Right. So I like that Grayson Waller right. pick at the end. I mean, look, looking at this thing, it was a, um, it was tough because when we were kind of mapping it out after we took Roman, I think we were thinking, you know, who's available on the snake back. All of them got taken, right? Yeah, everybody. On our our draft board, we had Roman and then right underneath, you know, we kind of had in some order, you know, it was like Seth, Rhea, and Cody. And they were literally all taken right before our pick. So we had to scramble. But luckily, Gunther was sitting there, right? right? And I think what's most impressive or what I really enjoy about our roster is just the matchmaking. Yes. Capability. Mm -hmm. that's available, right? R- let's just say it's a Roman Gunther thing. That's fantastic. That's a banger. And let's mm-hmm. let's say Roman's on one of his vacations. Let's say he's not on TV for a little bit. You, you, you're telling me that we couldn't run a main car that has Gunther, Montez Ford, Sami Zayn, and Solo Sokoa? Uh, no, that, that's... <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? Right. These are... You know, this is the... I think what we did was it was a... We did look more toward the future. If you kind of look at our roster, right? Uh-huh. Roman is obviously, you know, the rock, uh, not the actual rock, but like the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the analogous rock <laughs> of right, our right. show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every, you know, everything could kind of ro- um, rotate around him. But Gunther is a future world champion. Tez is a future world champion. Solo is probably going to be a contender and he's his stock is on the rise. Sammy is also another kind of uh solidifying presence. And yeah. Finn too. And then so and then on the on the women's side uh, we you know we would need to round this out more because we, you know we've only got 3. So unless yeah. we're, we're trying to run triple threat matches uh for for the foreseeable future. Bailey live and Asuka? Oof. That is uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of that. We you have know? Oh wait, one two Wait, do we have three women? Everybody else has two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, actually, you know, <laughs> we uh, we were ahead of the game. On yeah, that. we are kind of ahead of the game, aren't we? We, we I, really I was, uh, diversifying really our funds over here. Yeah, I was really yeah. happy we was able to get Bailey. I, I really wanted Bailey on our squad because, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, um, I think that, you know, she's set for a good run. 
You need oh, yeah. to watch. I think after after uh, Mass Man took Bianca and Chi P took Rhea, I think that's the next logical step. Is is, mm-hmm. is a Bailey to, to you, again similar to what Roman does, kind of just like that anchor. You have to go through Bailey at some point to yep. get to that next level. Aside from Mars, aside from gassing up our own picks, which show between the Mass Man show and Chi P do you think has the next best roster Damn. after us? I, I really like Mass Man picking up Jey Uso by himself. I really mm. like that pick. Main event Jay. Main they event Jay. I don't want to say they're I don't want to call their roster safe because I mean they they do have like Carmelo Hayes is a great pick. I mean it may be the Mass Man show. I would watch that. I would watch that that one night of the week. Yeah, I would agree. Um and not just saying just because I'm there every Monday, but you know, I mean Bianca and Cody and Kevin Owens right there. Right. That's heavy at the top, you know. That's, that's a great top three. Yeah, that's a you great know, Cody hasn't three. won a world championship yet, but we know. Come on now, we ain't crazy. It's a matter so, of time. It's just mm-hmm. when. When do they want to pull the trigger, yeah. I think I agree that as a whole, Mass Man Show's roster is super, super solid and probably the, you know, the next best one after ours. I will mm-hmm. say Cheap Heats, when they took Seth and Dom back to back, Man, my heart just shattered into a million Smart. pieces. Yeah. Actually, no, it wasn't back to that was their, you know, uh they took Rhea and Seth back to back, but Dom was yeah. the next one right after that. Man, yeah. I mean, I was I was hoping that we we'd get Dom. Uh I figured Seth was gonna be gone, but I was really hoping we get Dom in a later round. And right. and look, they have man, they took Braun Breaker and Brock Lesnar, like two of my <laughs> least favorite watches <laughs> in the last couple of years. So I was I was I was out. I was right. out on on that one, but I think the Logan well, uh, Paul pick that was uh, that was a good mm. one actually. Yeah, you, they got no show Bad Bunny. Yeah, nobody no, picked Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is a free agent. You know, we might have to bring him on over to yeah. uh, to the worldwide roster. But okay, let's let's do so. Mass Mancho took Drew McIntyre, kind of mm-hmm. at the end. Which did where, where were we with Drew? Were we unsure? Were we? Did we not want to? I don't know. Consider him came up. more seriously because of the contract stuff. Because yeah, that's I mean, a, that's a great. That might be the best value pick of the entire draft to take him as it's, low it's, as, as they did. It's a risk, though. <laughs> it's a risk because of that. Because you know the contract I mean? stuff. Yeah. You know, like, like he I could show up on AEW. Had, <laughs> right. You know, I would have rather had Tiffany Stratton mm. over Drew McIntyre. To be honest. You threw her out. You threw her yeah. out uh, on the board. Come with that. Right, bef- I would have been with that. Before we wrap up on this, was there? And we can be honest now because we, you know, I think we all agree our roster is solid. Was there a pick that when we made it, you said, "Nah, I wish we went with someone else," because we all we all kind of had to. We talked it out. We we were a team. We were three three GMs putting our heads together and figuring this out. Was there a pick where you wish we went a different mm. direction? And we can be honest. This is this is a, yeah, this yeah. Is a safe space, you know, uh, Brian. If I have to be honest, I think out of all of them, uh, Liv Morgan may have been the question mark. Oh, because I'm, I'm I'm always because it's like okay, she's going to eventually lose the tag titles. Then what, right? And it's mm. hard for me to see Liv getting another championship run right Damn. now. But at the same Man. time, I do see her stringing wins, her b- getting those wins because of the fact that, you know, she's a baby face. So right. that's where, but like, 
if I had to choose one, that would probably be it. Yeah, I don't know what. When's, when's the last time somebody had a, a had a, a pinfall over Trish Stratus? I'll wait. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, actually, I I, I do. I'm, no, I'm just joking. But I do. Uh, the one pick that stung me the most that we didn't get was Carmelo Hayes. That there one was hurt. So, something. That there, one hurt. I, I think did we did we pick Sammy before? They got Carmelo. Was it was was it the other way? Around? I feel like when when they announced Carmelo, I felt like I was shocked. Oh no! Uh, so we took Sammy, and then Melo went right after because yeah, we had think, a we had a back to back, and we took Bailey and Sammy back to back to kind of solidify it. And yeah. we we might have gotten a little too arrogant that we figured Carmelo was going to last until that next round on the snake back, mm. and right. it just didn't happen. So that that would hurt. I that get, would I absolutely guess, hurt. Because the only question is, would I have taken Carmelo instead of Montez? I feel like that really? would have been the only per- I'm I'm trying to think of who really? I would have replaced on this list. At, I yeah. mean at this point like I don't I I I still feel strong in picking Sami Zayn over Carmelo at that point. But yeah. I wonder if especially because he's a current champion if there's more value for cuz again and, and I hate saying this because it is I, I'm elephant in the room there are two black wrestlers. I'm not trying to compare two black wrestlers at all. <laughs> but look looking at the trajectory like Yeah. Carmelo Hayes and Montez Ford, they both have potential. I think Carmelo Hayes, we're probably going to see his potential quicker because he is a champion. And, and then there could be that jump to the main roster where and he's a single Mont- star. Yeah. And he's a single star where Montez, you have to break him off from the tag team. And then it's, I don't want to say you're starting to square one, but they really do have to go into the singles mode with him and start building him the way they want to build him. So yeah, I, I want if we wanted to be bold, we would have mm-hmm. picked Carmelo early. Early, yeah. Early. I mean, that's, that's it true. though. I think that's my only. That's that's the only. I I really like our roster. Yeah, me too. No, I'm saying. I mean, that would have been. So we would have essentially picked Carmelo because we took in the let's say we took him in the Montez spot. He would mm-hmm. have been the seventh pick. Ooh, because we took <laughs> Tez at seven. That would have been Mellow, at, Mellow at seven would have been it, that might have been like a Russell Westbrook drafted at four. You know <laughs> what I mean? Where sh- you're like, whoa, shook the game that, up. Huh? Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> well, 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 well. Come on with the Westbrook no, no. shade. No, I'm saying no, no, it's not sh- that's not shade at all because it is, when, at the time, <laughs> Brian no, no, listen, at, the, at the time when when Russ was taken four, there were a lot of question marks. Like, what is Sam Presti doing? Yeah. It eventually worked out. It it did, it really really did, but so you that's don't not know. shade at all. It would have been that same reaction though. I feel like where it's yeah, no, no, no. that's early. You know what I mean? Damn, so, won a championship. <laughs> Hindsight twenty twenty. I think we would have shook the entire draft up, but that would have been a good choice if we had done Carmelo early. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But look, we'll we'll put out this graphic a little bit later, either today or this week, so you can mm-hmm. all judge on who has the best overall. Roster because I do think we all ended up with with you know thirty good we we picked thirty great superstars and our, our rosters are all uh, have their strengths and uh, you know I guess their weaknesses but we'll let you all decide and figure that out for yourselves right. before we get out of here let's hit on last night's NXT Spring Break and and tonight's upcoming Dynamite uh, let's let's start with NXT. And, you know, talk about what stood out to us and, and what we want to look into talking about more. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? 
I like that Carmelo two shot of uh, win- winning the match against Waller and then saying, hey, Bron, some unfinished business. You know, get back here, boy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was that was a good one. Brian, uh, what do you I have? Like, I like that. But man, that main event, I know people were talking about they got their negatives, but I really enjoyed the main event with uh, Indy Hartwell retaining against Roxanne and Tiffany Stratton. That was a good match. Do, do we think Indy is really hurt? Her ankle looked like it got messed up. It did. And so did like Roxanne looked like at one point when she went to hit the hurricane. Yeah, like yeah. she fell on her head. But yeah, shouts yeah, to yeah. them because yeah, I got to yeah. give them their props because even with all that, for them to go out there and finish the match and still be able to entertain in the ring, I'm all for it. So um, um, Tiffany Stratton's a star, though. I'm not oh, saying great. I'm not saying this cap. But the last time I got worked up over an NXT injury was Roxanne Perez laid out. The stretcher came and everything. For two weeks, I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to Roxanne? What's going on with the title? Shawn Michaels, you were were doing wonderful work with this injury stuff down there. You're not going to trick me this time, buddy. I know I'm going to see these women next week doing the same damn thing. And, you know, shouts out to Tiffany Stratton for real. I uh, What was that? What, What was going on with her? What was the news? She said that she feels like. She she should probably just stay down in NXT for a bit. She's not ready mm-hmm. for the uh, Yeah, like she's very it was a very self-aware comment there where she said honest. she has a lot to work on and a lot to improve. I mean, you know, I think one of the main things she was talking about was, you know, selling and the psychology of the match, which are they're very those are two very important things in, right. in becoming a complete superstar. So it was it's great to see that she she kind of realizes that. And again, look, she has some great coaches down there to work with. Shawn Michaels, one one of the best sellers uh, you know, in, in wrestling history. So I'm sure he can teach her a thing or two. And and the psychology of a match, I mean, that comes with reps and time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 always interesting with that because how do you how do you just teach that? You know what I mean? And obviously you can tell people what to do, but when you're in the ring, it's just really, it's a feel, I feel like, the right. psychology of the match. So th- that's just going to take her some reps. But to Brian's point earlier, she's going to be a star. She's She's got it all. Um, and, and she's going to be great. Um, but, I mean, oh, before we get on to the Mellow Braun stuff, mm-hmm. is Roxanne Perez getting called up for the draft? <laughs> No, way no? too soon. No, okay. I, I think she still needs to really, really build. just, yeah, continue to build. She's still young. Like, she's not even 23 yet. So I think she stays down there. I know she wants to be an inspiration to little girls. That's like the next level to her gimmick. So I think she stays down there for a while. But where does yeah. she go? Is she is she just going after the, the she's going after Indy again? Yeah, I think so. You know, she, she I, She'll get involved in another feud, I'm pretty sure, but I definitely think, you know, she goes back for that title. Because mm-hmm. Cora Jade seems to be in the mix for that too now, right? Maybe She's another committed. triple threat? Cora Jade's making her presence known every week, and I'm here for it. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I, I mentioned it last week. It's, it, it, or, 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 I mentioned it recently. There's something about Cora Jade in, in this right now that is always, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to what the hell she's doing. Sometimes she's about to explode on somebody at some point soon. Uh, right. but I, I, I do, again, I just, I just think the Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton, I, I can, like you said, the only, you need a second nature, I think with a lot of this stuff. And the only way you can get that second nature is by putting up the reps and continuing to put in the work. And 
better that she recognizes that now and says, let me stay my ass down here in NXT for a bit, then trying to go to the main roster and potentially, you know, causing more harm than she needs to for a pro wrestling match. Right. Uh, Before we move on to Dynamite, on a scale from one to 10, how excited are we about this Mellow Braun number two? Here for it. Um, um, Five out of 10. Damn, really? Yeah, I I should be excited because Braun is a new character. But at the same time, I can leave it here and see it down the road. Like, it's too mm, soon. Yeah, let me, you know, I I guess because I want to see Braun work with some other people or even go to the main roster. But I do like Heel Braun, but I don't need Heel Braun in the title picture. What's their, when's their next pay per view? Battleground, right? That's the that's for NXT. Yeah, and that was that's, what the challenge was for. Oh, when did NXT Battleground? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even know the is. date of that yet, but we yeah, so up, but. May 28th. So the that's so right around now. Yeah, it's right around uh, uh, King of the Ring, Double Queen of the Ring. Yeah. Oh, that's Double right. Double nothing. Yeah, all that and stuff. Double yeah, nothing. That's gonna be a packed weekend. That's a huge weekend. Um, I mean, I guess that makes sense. If, if, if thinking about the weekend, if they feel like that's the main event for NXT at this time, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like Brian's, I, Brian's point of, uh, maybe taking some time, but they already, Grayson Waller just stepped up and got knocked down. I, I wonder. Right. It, it, at some point they're going to have to help some of these other people are going to have to start stepping up for Carmelo to uh, either start knocking down or at the very least just having a lot of bangers with Axiom somebody right yep. I, I'm finally interested in Braun and uh, I don't know might be kind of I just you know this this matchup just might be tired guys, I think you guys swung me the other way I had all this excitement about Braun I finally come around and Brian's Brian swung me with this five. Brian out of 10. said five. Five is five. A five. He, he took the pin. We said, "Where's that balloon?" Pop. Yeah, Pop. he said, "I'm halfway interested in this match." Uh, I'm like, thanks, Brian. Now I'm just gonna go crawl into my hole. Uh, we got a month. We'll see. We'll see where he's at. Exactly. Looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Brian H. Waters, what do you got? It's <laughs> a lot going on. I, this may sound like something I shouldn't be saying. Uh-oh. Oh. But gentlemen, I think it's time that we get a new TBS champion. Oh, I knew he was going to say that. I oh, knew he was going to say that. Okay. And I, 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 I'm, I'm interested in this. Taya and Jade. Like, I love Jade Cargill, but I want to see her wear the big gold. No pun mm. intended. Right. I want to see her the women's champion. The That's TBS true. championship is nice, but eventually she'll have to lose... And then crawl her way to the top of the division. Because she's the most important woman in the division. Let's not kid ourselves. So she needs to be wearing the most important championship. But I think she needs to lose tonight. I can see it. I can see it. And the, the match is the match is actually on TBS. I'm sorry, which is, is a rarity. <laughs> she wrestles on the other show. Um for me tonight, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, uh I'm going to I'm I'm interested in what they're trying to build for MJF for this world title match. So I'm going mm-hmm. to say Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, but it's more for the news that's that should be spinning out of it as opposed to that. Cause I feel like they're just gonna throw each other at each other for, for 15, 20 minutes at the end of the show and 
y'all like that. That's cool, but <laughs> just, I need to know who MJF is going to be facing at 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 the at the, the pay per view. So let let me figure that out. I mean, that's a that's low key a huge match. It's low key a huge match. It, it's weird because I, I don't know if I'm. I like Sammy. I like Darby fine. I just don't know if I'm excited about either one of them being the main event at Double or Nothing <sighs> against MJF. Uh, and, and look, maybe they got a couple weeks to change our minds, but that was uh, just kind of lukewarm on it. And, and we'll see. They might put on a banger. This this Jericho Adam Cole thing has uh, mm-hmm. it's really, really got it's my cooking. attention. You it's know, the, uh, the social media stuff with Britt and, and Cole. It's, uh, it's nice. And, I, and look, this might end up with some mixed tag match of some sort, right? With uh, yeah. you know, with with Jericho and Soraya and 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 Britt and Adam. But I don't know, kind of in, kind of <laughs> kind of interested. So we'll it's, see. Uh, that's that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Guys, that is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Mass Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At Cal on Twitter, at Cal Double on IG, and of course at Ringer Wrestling on Twitters as well. At Brian H. Waters everywhere TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and like Cal said, at Ringer Wrestling on Twitter. That's right. At Ringer Wrestling always, at Cruise Control, that's Control with a K. Don't let the lack of blue checks fool you. We are still <laughs> those same people. You know, just uh, it's a, it's a new it's a new era. It's, it's a, new a new era, era in in Twitter land. So those are still where we're at, my guys. Thank you as always for the wrestling chats uh, and everyone else. We will catch you next week. Worldwide. <laughs>